video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast, episode 205. I'm Mike. I'm here with my hack and sack homeboy, Mr. Hollywood Grid. No, he's not Hollywood Grid. <laughs> Man, That's the Hollywood I, homeboy, baby. It is. It is. And I am here with the voodoo daddy himself, Mr. Mike. And oh, 205, yeah. man, it is cruising by since episode 200. We just had our our live episode last week. Man, I love that shit. What a blast that was. Talking all things 1980. 1980. Yeah, what did you think, man? Uh, I had a great time. The chat was uh, alive and... Uh, hilarious yeah <laughs> um i i really enjoy the twitch shit uh i really think we should start doing more it's fun to record the live episode it's also a lot easier on me yeah uh, I get no to editing do, I, well i get to do more prep work ahead of time so like pulling up all the clips from the movies especially like last week uh, it was all different movies, so, so I, had to, yeah, I had to keep like digging into the fucking archive, grabbing this, grabbing that, because of course, maybe, let's see, six months ago or so, I like deleted a bunch of old stuff on my computer, oh, and of course, the mistake, that's where, the mistake. yeah, that's where a ton <laughs> of like the old clips were that I used when like doing the uh, Instagram videos and shit, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Fuck, that would have been literally so five minutes. But instead, it was like five fucking hours. My one fucking VCR starts dying on me. I'm like, oh, no, it almost ate my fucking Cannibal Holocaust tape. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck that. I fucking yanked it out. I went and got another one. Thank God I have a fucking million of them. That we will have that VHS yeah. fest. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, yeah, of. We will, be, we will be fucking wheeling and dealing. But uh, it, it's worth it's worth the setup for those live shows because you get to like, you know, like I'm fucking, I don't know, like a, like an actual show, I guess. Let's let's hit the clip. And like we hit it, we, it was we worth it, dude. The work, that, the work that you put into it paid off big time. I, I love the clips. I love talking about them and being able to show people what we're talking about. We have the coolest fucking fans who are so interactive talking about their favorite things uh talking about you know how stupid we are that's like the best part of the live episodes for me i hope more people you know if you're hearing this and and you're not on twitch just sign up it's free and shit and, and come join us on the next one especially the next one because we're going to be doing it in the middle of july covering vhs fest like you just mentioned it will be the vhs fest recap show so yeah. it is going to be a, have, a fucking party <laughs> yeah we should have footage we will be vending uh we're gonna have tons of tapes we're gonna have vcrs we're gonna have shirts we're gonna have fucking everything it's gonna be a good time we're gonna take as much video as we can interview some of you guys interview pretty much anybody that we could find as per usual uh we'll we'll show you the videotape the I don't know, the found footage, the bad taste <laughs> video found footage, 2022 VHS Fest 5, 6, 
six 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 yes this is the one and i I hope you do you know if you are coming to vhs fest this is your first time it's it's not your first time uh if you're listening to us come to our booth and say hi i i got to meet a bunch of people last year and we weren't even we didn't even have a booth last year we were just bums roaming the ground bothering people with a microphone uh but this year we're gonna have a full setup so you know definitely come chill with us come fucking hang out don't just buy shit i mean do that i want your money but like come and fucking hang out with us that's like the, the best part about it yeah give us stuff too give us free yeah. stuff i need yeah, a ps5 want, if you have yeah. an extra ps5 <laughs> yeah, hook up mike with a ps5 I'll, I'll i like that. that i like that shameless fucking um, uh asking of the P- dude no I, I love it what are you talking you about miss listen man you miss 100 of the shots you don't take. <laughs> that's right 100 percent. Right. wayne gretzky michael scott all right <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I just hope maybe we have some rich benefactor out there that chuckles yeah, as he's the, shitting on his golden toilet and his gives fucking you the Shawn Michaels treatment. It leaves you the oh, fucking. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> leaves I don't you know the keys to the house. Know this. I don't know if you know this, but Shawn Michaels, the WWE slash F wrestler that you probably know from the nineties, yeah, had just a, a sexy huge, boy, like a like a super fan that legitimately like willed their fortune to him so yes. he inherited millions from yeah, what millions i understand allegedly i don't know if this has allegedly. been proven but this is the this is the well-known uh you know f- word on the street in the wrestling industry and it makes sense when you look at how uh the years played out from that yeah. point on with his career was he broke at one point? I feel like, like he was, like he like bottomed out. He was all fucking drugged up. And well, I mean, he was shit. definitely just like a drug bin for sure. He was doing so much like pills and cocaine. But sunny days. Oh my god, that too, dude. She is. She just killed people, right? Like, did she just like? Yeah, she hit somebody with her car. Like, she rear-ended them. I think, and the person died. Like, she had to be going pretty fucking fast for that. And, and brother, like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a call to Cornette head. I listen to him all the time, and he made a great point last week about this whole Jeff Hardy thing with him getting like. Cause oh my dude, god! Yeah, dude, Hardy not only got a DUI, it was an aggravated DUI, and he blew a higher level I think it was than like sh- point. Like a than she did or something like that right? when and it's like just because she killed somebody it's obviously like uh it's a it's a big deal obviously but it's like this is equally as like a big deal in my opinion you know like yeah. that's it's not like oh i had a couple beers and i thought i could make it home like dude when it was fucking like 9 30 in the morning <laughs> he was just yeah fucking yeah. blacked a few out shots of fireball <laughs> Oh, oh he's, my God. he's like the cops what are like where shame. are you going he's like oh north, north carolina, carolina. <laughs> he's like where are you coming from he's like oh north carolina <laughs> oh, dude that's terrible i mean you feel bad for him because you know he's got an obvious problem he's been getting 100 he needs to get the help for this shit a lot lately but it's just ridiculous don't drink and drive that's yeah, dude. fucking terrible i'm all do for partying brother dude like i i will party with you any day of the week but like be smart about it, man. Don't fucking drink and drive. Uber exists. Yeah. yeah, there's so many pay options the money. Don't now. Don't be fucking cheap. If you could pay, if you could fucking pay to go out to like the bar or whatever, you can pay to get a fucking ride home. Dude, please. all these fucking wieners are all about being sober these days. Everybody's got sober friends. Fucking, they get they get yeah. drive. Like everyone's got a DD these days, man. Don't don't make excuses. Like there there's reasons not to fucking drink and drive, yeah. and that's the bad taste video. PSA for this week, everybody. <laughs> the, more the more you know. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, my God. So, uh, Grizz, this week we watched the 1998 sequel to probably one of the most beloved American horror movie franchises of all time. This week we watched Bride of Chucky. Ah, yes. Um, A movie Mm. that came out in 1998. The soundtrack sounds like it's from 1998. But to me, this movie feels like it's, it's from like the mid 2000s. I feel like it, it was really, kind of ahead of its time, more it really so than does. like, more so than like I know what you did last summer and all that shit that was coming, ar- you know, coming out at around the same time. Like I really feel like this movie was a little bit ahead of its time, man. You know, uh, Ronnie Yu, director, same guy that did uh, Freddy versus Jason, Rob and Zombie, th- super fan, a hundred percent. This dude, Ronnie <laughs> Yu, you're a man after my own heart. I I appreciate you. And I wish you made more horror films because like, dude, this movie and Freddy versus Jason have a very similar vibe. They're, they're like, they feel the same. They have like that new metal fucking thing going on to them. And I, I love, I love this. I wish there was more from this time period from Ronnie Yu. I'm looking right now. The only movies I've seen from Ronnie Yu bride of chucky and freddy versus, freddy versus jason. jason there's a lot of like I've, foreign films he's made yeah i've never seen any of these i wish he did more horror films man because i love his styling i love how everything is so dark but like I've, well lit I've, still I've, yeah i've never seen um chung new chung goi oh oh mike you gotta 19- see chung you boom goi dude you, <laughs> you of 19, all people i'm dude, telling 1979. you He's wow. an OG. He's an old dude. I know that. So like, wow. that makes it even cooler that like, he's like, yeah, I want some living dead. I'm sure he didn't want living dead girl. I'm sure that was somebody else's decision. But like, I can picture him being like, hmm, I feel like some living dead girl is the song for this um, section. Here's a question that maybe you know or you don't know. I know our man Ernie Kegstan would know. I might text him um, Get the deets. to ask as we go if you don't know this. Who picks the music? like that type of music not like this not like the fucking score the composer yeah 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 like who picks probably the music director like the, right i don't know or does the director himself say like i want i this is what i was like envisioning here if i was the director i'd be making all those fucking choices we'd be like all right rob zombie song here white zombie song over here we're gonna go back to a rob zombie song over here <laughs> which is pretty much what ronnie you did for this fucking movie <laughs> Dude, these like freddie versus jason and bride of chucky like the actual soundtracks like go look that shit up you're gonna crack the fuck up it's It's literally everybody that you listened to in middle school while you were wearing like ufos and like a chain wallet or something like jenko's and a chain wallet specifically freddy versus jason that is like the new metal like power fucking album it's got everything that it's got like power man 5000 on there it's got kill switch engaged there were so many like new metal bands at the time that were on that shit that was like that was that was cutting edge in my opinion for that movie they were tapping in i don't know man this one this one comes pretty close right they did this one has rob zombie white zombie um i think like monster magnets in it right like oh my god i forgot about monster magnet holy shit let's see there's uh coal chamber in this oh yes coal chamber yeah dude static x is in this one (laughs) all right so you know what i mean but there see but you do get a lot of like the other like 
softer 90s stuff like stabbing westward and shit like that's in this so it doesn't have the full the kick-assness but you are right i do stand corrected there is some there is some good some bangers on here slayer in the credits human Uh, disease so you love that song whatever dude dude these movies you're right like this and freddy versus jason hand in hand it's it's really kind of amazing that nobody talks about that more that this dude did like two major movies in two great franchises and they feel exactly the same they really do i I, this is a great double feature it's it's really like blowing my mind right now i i I never thought about that and uh is he alive uh, oh i don't know I never I heard see of him. He stopped making movies in like 2013, so like he could be, you know, a dead dude. We're re- talking about. Well, well, his first thing was 1979, so he's probably like, yeah, I'm probably done. I'm gonna retire. That's he's true. probably rich. He's probably rich from doing all these fucking. Like, oh, I'm gonna go to. A, I'm gonna do all these stupid American horror movies. <laughs> like, yes. I'm gonna just get rich off this shit. Fuck it. Shogun and Little Kitchen is it? I don't know. Some weird ones on his and uh, on his on his IMDb. That's for sure. He doesn't show to be well, dead though. So I think you're right. I think he's just like out the game. We'll have to investigate that. Oh, one. he contracted polio at one point when he was nine. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Overcoming obstacles too. What, Look a, at this yeah, what a G. God damn. One thing, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about. Uh, this movie came out on October sixteenth. 1998 oh my sister's Um, birthday nice uh, there you go halloween movie very rare uh there was just some fiasco about the thing um like showings that they were doing like a fathom events thing in like its original aspect ratio that it was shot in and all this shit and they fucking they beamed it in like fucking 720p or some shit like that (laughs) like all cut but that that's a movie that came out in late june you know what I mean? Like this is a movie that you want to see around Halloween time. It fits it perfectly. It's really like they nailed everything about this. Did they do that with Freddy vs. Jason too? Was Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason also? It's it's a fall Halloween time release. I think it's a September release for Freddy vs. Jason. So like, Damn. and and thirteen year old Grizz, you know, I was. God damn it, dude. This got me. Hook, line, and sinker. I saw this in theaters. I was already a huge Child's Play fan, uh, specifically because my sister was terrified of Chucky. So, like, it was the the one thing that I could, like, really fucking pin on her and, and get with her and shit. So... That I always picked those movies to watch because it was the ones that fucked her up the most. So we all went and saw this in theater. It was like a really great experience and, and just like something I'll always remember as like a horror fan seeing a child's play in theater because I to this point I never was able to see those in theater. I was too young. So and that was the perfect age, dude. Thirteen years old when this came out. I was into this music. I was I was just coming up into like really getting into horror movies and this did it for me. And I'm still a diehard fan of this film. Yep, I saw this in theaters. I believe my mom took me to see it. Oh, uh, that's I was, awesome. I was probably... <laughs> I was maybe like fucking 11 years old, maybe. Something like that. Whatever. Just awesome. See fucking Bride of Chucky. Whatever. Uh, it's really crazy to think about that this was 1998. How long ago that was now. This is... This movie doesn't feel like it's been... Seems you know, like almost, yesterday. <laughs> dude, we're almost 30 years away. From this movie's release think about that that's pretty wild like, actually 
because like I saw. Uh, do you watch the Chucky show that's on USA? I've seen some episodes. I haven't like you know dedicated myself to watching the whole thing. Did you see Jennifer Tilly in it? Yes, I did. Specifically, like that's why I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that 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 dude fucking this was nineteen ninety eight. She looks almost you know awesome. she's a little yeah she looks she the looks same. so like, good still bro. <laughs> I gotta it, give a it's fuck. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Almost you know another couple of years and it'll be thirty years, but like insane. Meanwhile, was, everybody uh, else looks like total shit, right? Brad Dourif looks like an old man. Oh, now. like he looks super old. Yes. Well, he is, and he, but like, well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Miss Tilly, I mean, she, she at, at thirteen years old, she had my eyes wide open in this movie, and she has always kept my attention throughout the years. She's a lovely woman. What? What are? This is going to sound really dumb because I, I didn't even like. I'm trying to think of other movies with that Jennifer Tilly was in that like I enjoyed. When I was younger, I always got her confused with that other, like, pinchy face, like, high squeaky voice chick from movies. She was in, uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. What the hell is her name? Uh, but anyways, uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? Renee Zellweger. That's the one. Oh, 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 I always oh. used to get, like, her confused with, uh, with that, but, like, no, she's way better than that chick. She was. I'm looking, yeah, she has been in like everything. She's been in like every oh, fucking liar, TV liar. show. Liar, liar. She was in. Oh yeah, she's yeah. like the sexy, uh, <laughs> the pl- or the client. Go. Yeah, the one he's representing, right? So great. Uh, they hook that's up. Really, that's funny. Frasier. Cheers. Hey man, say, she has been on like pretty much every sitcom ever as like that hot chick or whatever. You know, like that's the role she always plays. <laughs> The, the, oh, the haunted mansion, Madame Leota. There you go. Ooh, that's a big part. I would the woman watch in that. the uh, the woman in the crystal ball. That's that's who that is. Um, oh, she's in that movie High Spirits from fucking '88. That media release tape I always see. I've never like oh, I've o- I've owned that tape a million times and I've never fucking I think watched I do that own movie. That. I've never you probably that do. Everybody owns that goddamn movie. Uh, Brad Dourif returns as the voice of Chucky, um, the one and only. Right and. Uh, I feel like he is the only person. Only. No, no offense to Mark Hamill, but Brad Dourif. I didn't is the dig guy. it, dude. I don't. Yeah. I don't like Hamill's rendition of it at all. It's, you know, and it's probably because of this movie why I don't like Hamill's take on it, and it's because of the character we meet in this film. And we're gonna get into that after the the, the trailer and everything. Yeah. But, let's. But Brad Dourif, man, like you just said, he's like. Uh, He's like, you know, he's like the Freddy Krueger, you know? You can't have anybody besides Robert Englund play Freddy Krueger. It's just kind of that role that's become associated with that character. And that's how I feel about Brad. Um, Before we hit the trailer here, I had a... I got a response from Mr. Ernie Kegstan from the Laser Ooh, Graves podcast. Real time. Here we go. Says it's either the producer or the director. That's who decides the soundtrack. So... I bet they thumb wrestle sense. sometimes. Figure out yeah, who's gonna yeah. play. You have to <laughs> wing a wrestle. I would lose. <laughs> let's hit the let's hit the fucking trailer.
this time, there's more to fear. Because this time, he's got a playmate of his own. Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Um, what was this? The fourth movie in the series, right? Yeah, technically people call it Child's Play 4. It's like another name for it. I've never called it that. It's always Bride no, of Chucky. Either. That's the name. Yeah. It's weird how they kind of got away from that. Like Child's Play, then Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3. Then it was like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's they, actually they a really just- smart thing to do. And I think other franchises would have probably like benefited from doing that also. It just kind of gives me, I don't know, like... It gets boring, like, oh, here's Friday the 13th, part eight, you know? It's like, well, oh, god damn. Well, see, I... See, now, it's funny that you said that. I think they do a very good job with it. Because it's like, Friday the 13th, part three, then Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives. That's like, such a cop-out. The final chapter, a new beginning. Yeah, it's like, but, fuck but off. You know, but you know, you know which movie goes where. When like you have like, oh, Halloween H2O, a Halloween Resurrection. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know I what see, number I, it is. Like, I get if that. you don't know, it's, yeah. you know it's same thing so if with you're not like a real fan you. you're not gonna know which no, number I, I, yeah, I i would say yes if you don't have your phone with you or something you're gonna be like i don't know which one i'm supposed to be watching i have no idea either way so yeah i just i, I just teleported us back to 1994 we're standing in the fucking video set no well it couldn't be 1994 it would have to yeah, be like yeah, Cool oh, Jay's still talking about baby mamas at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like Halloween um, movies. But like, you know, Bride of Chucky, I think worked. I think after that, it gets kind of confusing. I mean, obviously, I know because I've seen the movies, and like, you know, one it, one took way longer to get out than the other, so you yeah. know the order. But I don't know. I I, I kind of like when they have the number in front of it for whatever reason. See, I'm I'm also in the camp that. I feel like this should have been the last Child's Play movie made. <laughs> I, yeah, you didn't like Curse? I don't care for Curse. I don't care for Seed. I absolutely love Bride of Chucky. I And I love the first three uh, immensely. But I don't really like anything after this. I like Curse of Chucky. I don't like Seed of Chucky. I like the TV Seed show. Seed is horrible. Yeah, Seed is not good. TV show is pretty good. It's a little heavy on like the teen drama, but it's right. still like at heart, it's still like child's play. There's people getting murdered. He's doing fucked up shit stuff. Curse of Chucky, I like the idea that he was able to like use the voodoo to like put himself into other dolls. Like that to me was a good uh, like a good little thing. And they it's have a good like concept. Andy, they have like the original Andy Barclay like back Which is great. in that movie. Um to me that's cool. I love one through three, and I like that they keep Chucky um pretty much as he would be after part three in the beginning of this he's like in a bag all cut up because he fell into that fan at the end of three in the fucking carnival so So that's a big thing for me uh with this movie and i think why it holds such a special place in my heart is that this movie is like uh a love letter to horror films uh specifically of like the 80s you know and 
it it doesn't hold back from the open gags like the opening scene of this is the locker room where this cop is getting the chopped yeah. up fucking bag that has chucky in it and in this evidence room what do you see you got uh jason's mask you got the chainsaw you see friday or the the freddy glove all inside of these like different evidence lockers so it's like it's not i mean it's it's gaggy it's like a you know kind of like a comedy bit in a way but it's also being like it's like an homage exactly i love that honestly to me that's like hey it's been this long this is the late 90s we're talking about here here's your heroes from the 80s we're bringing this one back let's say hey what's up to everybody else i think that's a cool thing to do well even when uh john ritter dies where they put the nails like in front of the airbag oh, and they yeah. release the airbag. Yeah, dude. He he looks like Pinhead and Chucky even says like this where looks have straight. I, yeah, where yeah have this I looks seen familiar. This <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. line, dude. I saw on like a YouTube video somebody talking about that and they were saying that um Hellraiser came out the year before Charles Lee Ray would have died. So oh, he no would have seen he would have seen Hellraiser that before year. he died like I love that would that. have been that's great. I, I was like wow that's actually pretty smart i never thought of that i i love the lore of charles lee ray and i like how they kind of come back to it in this one where they have to go f- at, they eventually have to go uh to his body which is buried in fucking hackensack new that's jersey it, yes. right <laughs> that's what's great about these ones to me is is that it it does it, it's it keeps in line with the history of the character nothing like drastic has changed with the character except now in my opinion this film is where we really get to chucky's personality you know in in the first three films over time you do see more and more of chucky's you know comedy and stuff like that come out through those films but it's still very homicidal maniac driven dull films he's like mean in the movies And this film, we get to see that side of him that we're used to, but we also see this like domestic side of Chucky and this like, this like really funny, charming side of Chucky and this pot smoking side of Chucky, this metalhead side of Chucky that like, this is the film where I just fall in love with this character so much because I'm like, Chucky's one of us, man. Chucky's yeah. a bro. Like he's Charlie, down. Bro. Yeah, Charlie. whoop whoop. What's good, Chuck? <laughs> um, it's it's something to think about that um I feel like Chucky and Tiffany are the main characters of this movie. Um one through three, Chucky isn't the main character. It's oh, that's a great point. An- yeah. It's Andy Barclay. He's the one that's and 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 then in three it's the other kid that like he's trying to fucking well it's Andy and the other kid but this is the first movie where really the main people you're gonna focus on throughout the whole movie it's Chucky and Tiffany that's right? a you great don't care. point you don't dude. care about anybody else in this movie they're the only ones that like really have like good lines and like good parts and shit everything is really it's them and this is the first I feel like this is where like the series really takes the pivot and leans in to like chucky just like nightmare and elm street did you know what i mean after part two they really started to lean into the fucking freddy krueger uh character right his uh, his personality comes out like you like you're saying yeah. like you really start to see a funnier charming side of him yes. that he's a bad guy but you start rooting for the bad guy 
because of his personality. Yeah, they realize that people like the character. They want to see more of the character. So they lean into the stereotype of the character. Friday the 13th, after part three, part four and on, Jason is, you know, it's a pop culture icon. And they really lean into it. And after, you know, once Bride of Chucky comes out, you know, Chucky at this point already is extremely well known and is probably more well known than in the mid 90s where they kind of, you know, part three comes out and it just kind of fizzles. Right. You know, it, it doesn't have the same, you know, hype and everything as one and two. And by the time this came out, there's that whole other, um, fan base that now grew up watching those movies on tape and everything like their parents showed them chucky when it's they were that, kids it's that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing we hadn't they hadn't been a child's play movie in so long at this point and it was a time period that horror movies were just fucking garbage dude i mean you were you were just inundated with teen horror films there was some good ones i i love final destination and stuff like that but i mean this is the time period of all the screams of i know what you did last summer of the fucking you know urban legends and all that shit and just like these cookie cutter bullshit i'm gonna ruin fucking horror movies in the late 90s movies that were coming out and this stood apart from that because this was something that was nostalgia but it also yeah but it also brought in this like real like you know youth culture at the time to this throwback that was just a perfect combination at the time you couldn't have got a better like storm of the two things rob zombie man he's like that uh, he's that bridge yes he's the bridge between generations and that's the why they on the use, biscuit yeah that's, <laughs> that's why they had to use white zombie also right they had to yeah, get both to, age groups yeah they wanted you to know that they're still cool they like they like all generations of zombie we like the old stuff yeah we, we like we the old stuff it. too yeah. give me some yeah. riffing <laughs> um this movie has like you said a lot of like a lot of a throwback feel to the original movies and everything and i feel like the kills throughout the movie are very in line with that oh they're fantastic right? everything that happens like um when tiffany cuts the cop's throat in the beginning um them throwing the bottle at the couple in the fucking in the the what's it called like oh, that hotel, hotel suite, dude, and the mirror falls. Yeah. I love that yeah, scene. Like, Beautiful. Um, the, the John Ritter death. All this shit is all stuff that like... Yo, shout out to John be... Ritter in this movie. Oh, he kills yeah. it, right? I love him playing, in this movie. Playing the dick cop. What is he? he it's is he perfect. the uncle or the yeah, dad? Yeah, he's the uncle, which is like... And he kind of plays it like this creepy uncle, which is like so awesome for that role like he you because yeah i i've never hated john ritter in anything he's so lovable right and i fucking hate him in this movie bro like he's able to transcend the ritter charm that i've grown up with and and for me to just be like this piece of shit so hats (laughs) off to him i mean in your grave but still hats off to you but i like how they have like the gay friend Come yeah, and he's up. like so stereotypically gay. Like, oh, I go figure skating and all this. Yeah. It's like, come on, <laughs> that's that's fucking ridiculous. But it's such it, a nice thing. Also, it's funny. John Ritter has like that fucking douchebag, like deputy or whatever, that like follows them, who eventually gets blown up. Oh yeah, like, Chucky does a number on him. Oh my god, man! They really do a good job of making you hate the people you're supposed to hate and like the people that you're supposed to like. 
and kind of don't care about the people you're not really supposed to care about. Yeah, for like a 128 or, you know, 130 minute movie or whatever, it's it does a great job with character development where I I give a fuck about everybody in this movie one way or another. And and like the whole like Jade and Jesse relationship that's like happening with this van and this trip that they're going on to, to deliver these dolls to the cemetery. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. Can we just mention that there's also a Scooby-Doo van like this in fucking Freddy vs. Jason? Yes, 100%. That's definitely, Is it the same van? You think it it's might the same be, van? It's, it's probably the same van painted differently. We'll have to look sure. into that. We'll have to look into that. But like, <laughs> that's so fucking funny, dude. Um, <laughs> but like I was saying, like the the character development and stuff, dude, is that like even this thing that's going on with Jesse and Jade where like they're they're in love and they're they are committed to running away together but then they start doubting each other because they realize the bodies are piling up around them but they can't explain it like they know they're not doing it but they don't know that the other person's not doing it so they're calling the friend and shit it's hilarious i love there's always like a little doubt like oh well where were you like when this happened like there's always a time period where somebody could have been there but the thing with the friend man when he finds John Ritter's oh. body and he steps into traffic and just gets fucking obliterated. The oh, semi smokes him, dude. So bad. That's that's how you know this is like a semi horror comedy. Yeah. Like cause that that wouldn't be in like a fucking serious, like, you know, psychological horror film. Unless it's a Rob Zombie film and you're a maid and you it's get true. hit by a semi. Uh, but like <laughs> but, but like it's it's cool too because like as a viewer you're on the on the know like you know what's going on you're on the inside of this whole like scheme that the dolls are killing these people so to watch the madness ensue between the two of them is like a cool it's a cool scenario in the movie because like usually in a movie like this you don't know you're like oh who yeah. is the fucking one that's doing it are they both in cahoots and shit but to this like you're just an observer of the madness on uh, of what's going on it's a really cool uh, aspect of this film yeah like there's no mystery who's killing these people you yeah see we know and we get the best we get a front row seat to it it's the best yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this you know it's funny when you get to the fourth movie sorry uh these what am i drinking miller lights right now that's right quality beers um when you get to the fourth movie of of a franchise most of the time they start roll uh, running out of steam like um of course nightmare on elm street friday the 13th halloween like that's why they're considered like the pillars you know what i mean like the greats but like hellraiser falls off oh completely Um, depending on your taste puppet master falls off never started like that (laughs) i i feel like this movie like part four is such a strong entry into the series because of the characters right because of how they stick pretty much to the story um the kills are very of the early 90s late 80s time period oh it's a good blend you know yeah like and for them to kind of lean into it it with a dark comedy type uh i mean i i don't know like a hint of dark comedy to everything i i really feel like this movie um just i don't know it's like very unique when it comes to um entries into these very large um franchises I don't know. I, I think, feel like I'm rambling at this point, but to no, me, but like, it just right, kind of makes. 
it, it's hard to make that transition from being like like imagine all of a sudden Michael Myers was now in a dark comedy like it just it would be fucking weird like you'd be like what what the fuck is going on like this doesn't feel right so like not that you know uh, Chucky's been as serious of a character as Michael Myers but he's never been a personable character before in any of the movies he's just been like a cold-hearted asshole killer in the movies before so to be able to make that jump from being like he's a franchise horror killer to being like here's a fucking dark comedy that features this franchise horror killer is tough mm-hmm. and they fucking nailed it dude like it yeah it is totally accomplished here well well imagine there was a seven-year gap between friday the 13th part three and four and part four came out with a with a dark comedy twist. Oh, and it yeah. was better than part three, right? Like a ima- like think about how hard that this is. This is better than part three of of, of the yeah. series. Oh, hundred percent. Right. Af- yeah. After rewatching it for this episode, it's one hundred percent better than part three. And I like yeah. part three. A I lot. love part three. I, I think when I watched part three, I put it up as as a very high regards and that that's the problem with these movies i could watch part one right now i'd be like part one's the best i could watch part two right now but like, fucking part two is the best but like yeah. after just watching this one i'm like oh no brett and fucking chuggy's the best for sure <laughs> so like it's, it's it's that's what that's the sign of a good film though but in in, in truth though this is 100 percent better than part three yeah to me the series goes one two bride of chucky three three yeah and then i, I, I can agree curse with that. and then seed as the last um, I I think Seed is for one hundred percent the weakest, and I think yeah. the original is one hundred percent the strongest. And I feel like this gives me a similar feeling to the original. You know, like it, it doesn't have the same vibe where it's like this, like spooky kind of you know you know that who's the killer, yeah, and everything and all that shit. Like there was mystery behind the first one, even though this one doesn't have that. I still feel like for whatever reason it gives, yeah, it just gives me like the way Chucky is interacting with people and the things that he does to people. It's just less fucking goofy than part three. And I, and I think it's because of the supporting cast. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think they built up the characters way better in this one, where like part three, you have like the piece of shit fucking barber. You don't care about him. The garbage man. You don't care about him. You know what I mean? There's a lot of just disposable cannon it's, fodder. It's, it's a very limiting, like, you know, setting in part three that they have. And they didn't do as good a job with character development. Like you're saying, I don't. Yeah, I, I the, the barber was a sleaze and I'm happy he died. You know, I got that vibe from him. But like, I don't give a fuck, you know, like. Yeah. And, and this movie, like everybody that dies, I'm, I'm either, you know, like I, I want them to die, honestly. In this movie, that's true. And I just kind of came to that. Everybody that dies in this movie, I am rooting for them to die. Because it's like like the shitty fucking uncle, the shitty uncle cop, the fucking shitty people in the the hotel room that that fucking robbed them and shit like that. Like, those people all fucking deserved it. Yeah, you know what? I I didn't even think about that. I really... The cop in the beginning is a dirty cop. Right, yeah. He's hustling Um, shit out of the fucking... This the the locker rooms. Um, John Ritter is a piece of shit. His deputy is a piece of shit. Yep. Um, the friend didn't really do anything, but he but did he pull did, a gun on them. And, and he did not die because 
of fucking. He was not killed by Chucky. He or killed Tiffany. himself he was, technically, his own yes. doing. So I don't count yes. that. Yes. Um. I don't know. So there it's is weird. There is the one person we have not mentioned, which is Alexa Arquette. Oh yes. So that person uh, is killed, but that that person could technically be seen as a little bit of a shitty person because they're like pretending to be something they're not and was like pretending to be a serial killer or whatever like that so like i don't know if they had the best intentions but like i still rooted for that person to die so even yeah. either way i everybody in this film i was like yeah i'm okay with with these people dying <laughs> i'm okay with it it's yeah okay. i feel good about this I feel okay. <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to think back now did everybody does no not really because he's going after the cop in part one who's a good guy oh yeah uh, like, fucking jerry dandridge from fright night he's oh going my god after i him. forgot that he's in that movie. Yeah. yeah that's right he kills the aunt who's nice yeah the babysitter so, yeah. girl see now is that a thing where you want to turn chucky into a likable like character so now he no longer just kills fucking like random people everybody deserves it you subconsciously pick that up that's why you don't like go like fuck that's fucked up yeah it's it's the stone cold thing dude he's the likable heel so like you cheer for the hero yeah you cheer for the anti-hero so the anti-hero has to take out pieces of shit like like triple h fuck triple h i want to you know that's the perfect cannon fodder for stone cold so like yeah those are the the those are the, oh god yeah fucking so like those are the that's what I see in this movie I think that's a great that's a great takeaway from it that like you do turn uh, a, a bad guy that you you don't want people to root for into someone they root for just by killing off pieces of shit like that's yeah. a plus material that's how you do it man yeah. that's how you fucking do it <laughs> take notes <laughs> what do you think is the best kill in this movie um I love. Uh, well, see, because, like, technically, the the airbag nails to the face doesn't kill John Ritter's character. It yeah. just temporarily incapacitates. You know what, though? I, I will say still that my favorite kill is John Ritter because how this all starts is Tiffany is talking shit to Chucky because Chucky pulls out a knife. And she's like, that's so 1980s. This is the 90s now. Be creative. <laughs> And he does the fucking whole pinhead thing with the that we mentioned with the airbag. Doesn't kill when they think it kills, you know, John Ritter's character, but he comes back to life later on in the movie. <laughs> and, and Chucky pulls out the classic fucking butcher knife that you know him with, and he fucking goes to town. And at the end, he goes, That's why you always go with the old faithful or some shit like that, dude. And I'm like, yes, that is awesome. Because you want you want to get that 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 butcher knife kill, you know, with with Chucky. It's it's just classic. I think my favorite is how Tiffany dies. Um, Oh man, because it's so funny. He goes to stab her while she's in the bathtub watching Bride of Frankenstein. And instead it's of her great. getting stabbed to death, she like fucking just like boots him right in the fucking face. And he goes flying against the wall. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. And then eventually uh, pushes the TV into the bathtub, which electrocutes her. It's to a death. great shock scene, too. Yeah. And it's really cool how they like make the whole thing where she's fucking with him and gets the girl doll and puts it in the crib that she has him in. 
and then he he gets out, he kills her, and puts her into the doll, doll like after revenge. murdering her. So good, dude. That was see, like that shit's fucking so good. Don Mancini, makes, dude, hats off to you. You did an amazing job writing this. Th- did he write this? Yeah, that's fucking good for him. Yep, good for him. Good for fucking him. Um, I think this has one of the best, like. <sighs> Yet again, with the child's play lore, like the way that they change Tiffany into the fucking doll, like makes sense. Yeah. You know what voodoo, I mean? He used the voodoo spell and shit like that. And- he, yeah, he murders her and puts her soul as soon as she dies or whatever into that fucking doll. And, and they have to have the amulet that's on his body now to transfer their souls into fucking bodies. It's like, it's... Obviously, like he kind of like fucked himself by doing that because Tiffany could have yeah. helped him, but it, yeah. it's still a great like cannon fodder for this movie. It it, it <laughs> opens it up for so many awesome scenarios. Like when they fuck, that's absolutely hilarious. I'm all rubber, I'm baby. All rubber baby. I thought she was plastic. It's like the fucking <laughs> stupidest shit, dude. And like one of my favorite things is when they're in the the camper driving and like they the and jesse and them start like egging them on to start fighting because they're all playing like domestic and shit she's making cookies and stuff and she's like you don't do the dishes and all that and the fucking girl kicks her into the goddamn oven and cooks her ass i love burnt tiffany dude that is She's like screaming. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid and saw that, dude. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking terrifying. So So good. You know, that's towards the end of the movie. Um, What do you think of the ending of this? Jesus Christ. (laughs) So it's a wild trip, dude. And that cemetery scene is so fucking good, too. The way it looks, I, I love that setting. Yep, they make it to Hackensack, New Jersey, right? They go to the grave of Charles Lee Ray. Died. Let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. November 9th, 1988? I think it's 8. I could be wrong. I don't know. I know it's November. I think it's November 9th, though. I'm pretty sure it's November uh, 9th. See, I'm pretty good with that. But uh, they have like, like last battle for... Their souls, I dude. Guess? When, 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 fucking, what's her name? When she is in the grave, and she has to get the uh, when Jade's in the grave, and she has to take the amulet off of the neck of the dead body, and she of like, Charles Lee Ray, yeah, yeah, she pulls it off, and it, like, he's and like, you, off, right? you broke my neck, you bitch. I was like, dude, that's such a funny. I, that's why I love this movie so much, is just because of the personality we get with chucky is just so like he's such a vulgar fucking asshole and i'm just like thank you like that's what i've always wanted with this character is that like to take it to the next level and i feel like he does that in this movie yeah and uh after they end up dispatching chucky and everything and tiffany also says like we what she say like we deserve to die or we deserve to be dead or whatever um she gives birth to a baby yes interesting horrifying that's how, the, that's how they <laughs> set up cedar chucky now you know they might have used all their mojo on this one um but cedar well, it wasn't ronnie you if ronnie you made cedar chucky it probably would have been really fucking good but it wasn't hey man, him I'm, I'm telling you curse of chucky is good 
Uh, if I think it's, I think it's a good entry into the film series. I think it's on par with part three. Yeah, I think it's like at the same level as three. I could, yeah, I, I would probably sign up to that. I, I think that's probably fair. But Seed it's not, is, it's not one of the best ones, you know. But yeah. it's, it's watchable. Still, it's yeah, and they bring yeah. his, uh, they bring Brad Dourif's um, daughter into it, which is cool because she's yeah. a good actress and everything. It plays the character really well. It's it's one of those things where like when Chucky like uh, possesses her body, she's able to walk. She's able to stand up and everything like that. Shit's cool as fuck to me. I always no, like I, when they do things like that. It's got its moments. I think some of it's a little bit too too far for me. Like like you that think whole it's like, too much, too wink wink. Kinda, yeah, I know? think that's the. I think that's probably where I draw the line. Is that it's just a little bit too tongue in cheek at, at certain points. So yeah. Well, you know, there's when you're when you're like leaning into that horror comedy thing it's so hard Sometimes it's a tight it, rope dude yeah look it happened to friday uh nightmare on elm street yeah like there's a there's a lot of misses in those freddy jokes nobody talks about those but you know they're there 100%. if you're watching yeah. the movie but you you only remember the fucking welcome the to prime ones. time bitch and all that yeah. shit and and it's the same thing with any other franchise and this one not excluded uh eventually chucky runs out of material and he can't he can't bat a thousand anymore no unlike the earlier movies but right this one this one is 100 percent that thousand i would highly recommend I, I don't know who hasn't fucking seen bride of chucky by now but if you have not get your Go ass out it. there and watch this shit yeah you, you have to pay it you have to pay if you want to stream it it's um, worth it i don't rent it yeah it's worth it i don't know how much the tape is Oh, uh, but it's, it's cheap, out there dude yeah it's not much yeah it's it's out there uh so gris it's time we go on a trip, baby. It's your turn this week. That's right. To uh, to helm the rocket ship headed towards <laughs> planet, <laughs> planet fucking metal. piss. Yeah, planet metal. All right. So on this uh, wide world of metal, uh, it is my turn to take the helm. Uh, as we did the last time we were here, not on the live show, but the last time we were all together here on our recorded show, Mike covered the one and only Mortician one of our favorite bands, uh, Hacked Up for Barbecue, an epic fucking album. So I figured it would only be appropriate for me to bring to the table this week a band that I feel is mortician-ish in what they do, but oh are, are, are bringing it to the modern forefront, and that is the band Fluids. I have been absolutely uh, obsessed with this band since i first heard uh, explosive practices i believe that was either 2019 2020 that came out um every single one of their albums fucking crushes not dark yet probably is the absolute best but this one that we're talking about right now is their newest one they just put out until it shines mike i sent you this man what do you think of this so I don't get a mortician vibe from this. You, you don't. I get no. I get like an agoraphobic nosebleed. I could absolutely. I, yeah, I could totally um, see that too. The way that they use the drum samples and stuff, where like there'll there it'll be a blast beat, but it's like a double time blast beat where instead of ga 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 ga, it's and that's very agoraphobic nosebleed where like it has that like uh, like that high-end sizzle to the drums where everything ends like in a machine gun yeah everything has a to it and uh the riffs are fucking 
it's they're good awesome Dude, riffs. riffs are caveman riffs all fucking day in this shit yeah um there's something about this album that i really do fucking love and, it, and it's not the music it's not <laughs> it's it's the fucking names of the songs oh my god what a fucking awesome idea that i've i i personally cannot think of another band that has done this but it's fucking awesome uh, this is awesome. this is something that is is very common with fluids man if you go through and you look at a lot of their albums the names of the songs are fucking just as good as the songs themselves they're all very unique in how the albums are put together like each song will kind of be attributed to the one before it or after it it's it's fucking really cool like you're saying with this one i mean the first track mysterious music plays (laughs) followed by gloomy music plays sinister music rises dramatic music intensifies machine noises brooding music plays vacillating music plays and then followed by music fades i love it it's so good so good with a track list and, and oh, go ahead, dude. What do you think? One one thing that I found myself doing was like, okay, like you would read, like, oh, mysterious music plays, and like now you have that in your head, and your you're head, like, yes, you're like, okay, all right, and then you hear like gloomy music plays, and like you're thinking of like, okay, <laughs> like this is supposed to be like the gloomy music, like <laughs> yes, I, I did that throughout dude, the whole 100%. fucking album. Yeah, I love that. I really do love that. And I don't think people are going to quite understand what they're getting into. Um, just how we're speaking about this right, right. now. Like this, I, I'm I'm going to say that this is like a, uh, what do they call it? Like an acquired taste type oh, 100%. Thing. Like this borders on this album in particular. And not all of Fluid stuff is like this. That's all very... I mean, at the core of it, it is all that driving, brutal vocal, excuse me, brutal vocal, just like intense drum machine based metal. But they go from like weird synth wave to industrial techno in this album that like so strange pushes right back into this insanely brutal, like out of nowhere music and other albums. They'll have these like entrancing like hip-hop beats that just then pulverize you with this fucking insanity and in other albums they will have more of that like slower timed like mortician type of drum thing happening this album in particular though is like a sped up crack fluids man it it is aggressive and it's fucking heavy if you're into like gore grind porn grind gore noise that kind of music this will definitely be a little bit more uh uh, you know appeasing to you to listen to if if you're just a typical death metal fan this might be a little much if you smoke meth if you smoke crack if you you're gonna love this you're gonna love this you're gonna like the way for us yeah yeah no this 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 album really is something that like you turned me on to and i i'm very into music that crosses synthesizers with like extremely heavy metal and i'm not talking about like industrial metal i'm talking about like this yes um i like things like the body 
where like he, oh, he mixed yeah. like this weird ass fucking like drum and bass shit with like all these noise at that high pitch scream that the body does i can't get enough of it dude a huge yeah, body fan like I, I enjoy like random synthesizers and extremely heavy music and this this album like fucking really does it well the the actual production of it is very interesting and i'm not saying that like in a weird way it's That's just like for what this music is it's really good <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool um facilitating music plays um that's probably my favorite track on the whole fucking album uh that shit's fucking awesome dramatic um, music intensifies is my favorite it's you this, like that one it's this huge heavy song from the beginning and then out of nowhere it just cuts with this like piercing noise fucking track and shit <laughs> i i love it dude i liked brooding music plays that was such another a, one such a good name <laughs> these names are Even, just amazing I, I really also like the like the beginning of mysterious music and the end of music fades i really like how they actually like start the album right and then and there's like an ending it. to it yes yeah like it really is done very well and it's very interesting to me this is more of like an art project than a fucking music album if you if you're really like <laughs> that's actually a great way <laughs> to know? look at at the band fluids dude like it's like an ever-evolving brutal fucking art project and it's three dudes it's a three-piece and and they Japanese, are just right no, these dudes are no? these dudes are not Japanese. That's uh that's another band that uh pharmacist that oh, pharmacist uh, is yeah, from Japan. that we will be talking about them in the near future for sure. These dudes are from <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, uh been active since two thousand eighteen. That's right. Uh and, and like man, like I said, this album is definitely I think would appeal to less of a mass audience. Some of their other stuff I think more death metal heads would get into as well. It's not as like weird this is definitely on a, a noisier weirder side of it um but some of their stuff is just fucking awesome man yeah. i cannot I, I can't get this band over enough to people if, if you trusted me on worm trust me on fluids you will be fucking stoked yeah. but the album is only like 19 minutes long it's right. eight songs i think um this is something i like i guess you could listen to in the car but you would probably experience it better after drinking a bunch of beers or smoking whatever you smoke and fucking sitting on your couch and listen to it with some headphones on. Bro, Fluids Fridays, that's my gym jam. Every Friday, I put fluids on at the gym and I fucking crush it on Fridays. This stuff just gets me amped, dude. Like, when you listen to this, imagine just like crushing some weights and you can understand how this stuff is like driving. I only have mortician on my iPod, my Gen 1 iPod. That's all I have. That's it. I just, <laughs> just, it. just load cycle it. through. That's it. It's yeah, beautiful. fuck everything. Uh, so, yeah, dude, Fluids is awesome. The album art of this is awesome. Um, go check it out. It's on iTunes. Um, where else? Is it on Spotify? Spotify, yeah. That's where I listen to it, yeah, for sure. I listen to mine on, on iTunes. So, you know, it's out there. Go YouTube. buy their record. Yeah, go go buy it though. Yeah, go actually give them money because go support people like this. They're not playing mainstream music. They're not no. doing this as you're not getting, not getting rich, rich playing this for sure. Yeah, I yeah, have bought so them. much of their fucking merch because their merch is just as fucking cool as their music. If you're into like super gory, weird shit, you will love their merch page. Hit up their Bandcamp. Yeah. It's fluids666.bandcamp.com. You will not be disappointed. 
if you have a uh, if you yourself have a band please submit it to us we will uh, review it we received one this week i'm excited uh, dude it was, you yeah, told me we're gonna Whew. we're gonna cover that next week we will contact you my man uh for some specifics um but if you have a band contact us we'll listen to it we'll play it at the end of the episode oh, yeah. let us know we want to hear what you guys do you listen to us so you know we'll give you the we make a lot of shit music that you've been forced to listen to <laughs> yeah <so>. yeah we'll, <laughs> give, we'll give you the time we'll, we'll give you the shot let's hear it um so grizz i think that just about wraps it up um where can they find you on the internet you could find me at kane underscore enabler on instagram and you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Go follow our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. Uh, go to our, what do we have our shit on? Etsy? Big Cartel? Where is Etsy. it? Etsy.com slash badtastevideo. That's the name of the shop. One word, badtastevideo. We and have our Cam Corner Carter shirt on there now, but we will also, yeah. after VHS Fest, we'll probably be having uh, leftover merch from that that will we also be putting up there because i know a bunch of people have hit me up asking about the new shirts about some tie-dyes that we've been doing recently so hopefully we will be able to give everybody a chance to to grab those as well hell yeah come check us out at vhs fest we'll be slanging stuff uh slanging and hanging (laughs) yeah we won't be slanging down but we will be hanging down (laughs) that's right Uh, right. yeah come buy tapes come by i'm gonna have vcrs we're gonna have t-shirts we're gonna have fucking everything we'll probably give some shit away oh yeah um give us alcoholic beverages give us whatever the fuck you got yeah uh we will definitely see you there so mr grizz anything else oh r.i.p earl hebner and uh who else went the other dude with the fucking the guy with the beard from like the late 90s 2000s Mm, oh my gosh i'll figure it out for next week that's sad yeah Mm. yeah but yeah r.i.p r.i.p big ups Hebs. uh wwf vince mcmahon jr uh piece of shit but uh he's an og man earl was earl was around for a long time they fucked him they fucked him just like they fucked their <laughs> paralegals that's the way to end it they uh, fucked him yeah. they fu- <laughs> oh that's like no good joke all right on that note <laughs> uh, all right so we will see you next week see you later